All right. Good morning, fam. Welcome to the Yanagita Podcast Show, where on today's episode, we'll be talking about health, fitness, and mindset to living an energy-rich life. I'm your host, Justin Yanagita, and today's episode, we have a special guest, my friend, Leslie Trujillo, who encouraged me to start this whole thing, also encouraged me to write this book, Fighting Sickness with Fitness, got a forward from our coach, Todd Durkin, shout out. <laughs> and before I go into her credentials and everything, she is just one of the most positive and giving person that I know that is in the fitness industry. And I'm so grateful. Uh, Leslie is a professor, a co-author of the book, Dear Her, strength and conditioning coach, mindset coach, former division one tennis player, and who has helped coach alongside Pete Carroll at USC, who I love so much. I don't have my Seahawks gear right now, but dang. <laughs> so Leslie, welcome to the show. And I wanna just kind of share for everybody, were you always this positive and giving and just such a caring person? I mean, were you always this way or how did you get started? Man, can I just say that I'm going to bring you to every class, every course, everything <laughs> that you do that intro. You have so much energy. I love oh, it. Thank you. Thank uh, you. Um, yeah, um, having energy is something I did always have. Um, being positive was something I did not always have. So, mm. um, Growing up, I was, you know, very just energetic um, all the time. <laughs> Do major tantrums. I was a headache for my mom. I was a problem child. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, I'm getting paid back with my kids. My mom would always tell me, you're getting paid back three times. But I'd be like, whatever. But now I'm like, yep. <laughs> um, and I was, I was, you know, bossy. And I was, mm -hmm. I played sports. And I was just loud. Um, and hyper and sports was my release. So that, you know, that was my energy wise. Um, but not, I was not always positive I, because I was always like in my head and I started, you know, being very critical about myself and I had self-esteem mm. issues growing up. And on the outside, I looked mm. like happy and the clown and fun and half positive, but on the inside it was, um, I, I had insecurity so I would, fight it by showing it on the outside but not having it on the inside you know and wow. i was basically trying to fake it <laughs> I, but i was struggling with the becoming of it because i didn't have a coach i didn't have tools i didn't know how to become positive you know i, I just had some some issues and so it, growing up and going through a lot of stuff and of course you know we've all had our hardships and trials and um things I, I started to seek coaching and started to figure out like, why am I so miserable? <laughs> like, I don't want to be like this. I don't want to be stressed. I don't want to doubt myself. I don't want to have like these fears and I, I need help to like, um, be, be myself. I want, I knew, you know, when you have like, you know, like you're supposed to be something or feel something, but you mm. just weren't feeling that way. And you're like, yes. I don't know what's wrong with me. Like, what, why, why I, I know I can be happy and positive and light and free and have peace, but I don't. And why don't yeah. I, you know? I feel <laughs> and, that 100% too, dang. Yeah, so oh it was gosh. a lot of searching. And then once I got coaching and found some tools and found things, I just continued to, 
do those things. And as you work on getting the darkness out, then you allow the light to come in. Wow. Darkness out, light come in. I like that. So what are some of the coaching and the tools that helped you get to where you are now? Um, one of the main, I've worked with different coaches. Um, uh-huh. One of the main was to evaluate my thinking. Like mm. what, what were the patterns of my thoughts mm. that were making me feel bad or having these things? And then another thing was my behaviors. Behaviors. <laughs> <laughs> That was causing me to feel like guilt or shame or mm. uh, depression or, you know, because I wasn't like maybe, like maybe so for example, you're like, I want to be happy. I want to be fit. I want to like feel good. But mm-hmm. then I'm not exercising or I'm just sitting on the couch or I'm drinking or <laughs> I'm mm. eating ice cream every day, you know? So <laughs> you got to look at like, what do I want? And do my behaviors and does my thinking patterns match what I want, right? Wow. Or, or and like looking at um, limiting beliefs, like limiting I'm not beliefs. good enough, I'm not mm. smart enough, um, I, I can't be in a capable, good relationship, you know, I, I don't want to get hurt, so yes. I'm going to put up walls and I got to be strong and I, you know, like <laughs> mm. all these things that <laughs> wow. I had a life. I had to really look at and go deep and be honest, you know, and, uh-huh. and not just because a lot of my life is like, look at my resume, look at what I've done. Like I've been salutatorian. I've been a good athlete. I have a scholarship in college. I got two masters, right? It's like, look at the outside things that I've done. Mm-hmm. And I don't show you like how I'm really feeling because I want to be tough and I want to be liked and I want to be respected. And so I had mm-hmm. to be honest and be like, what is really going on? And I had to be honest with someone so that they could help me, right? Yeah. So that's, I think, another huge thing is to be honest with yourself and to really look at what's going on. Holy <laughs> moly. So like, it's almost like you're talking about being transparent and like mm-hmm. opening up and being vulnerable and sharing all that because just like what you were saying, like, you know, having that negative thoughts and depression. And that's also the reason why I started seeking out people too and, you know, you literally pop like this was uh three four retreats ago the previous san diego retreat i remember being there and you're one of the first people who who just stood up and said hey guys i'm leslie you know when we're all introducing everybody and i'm here to be of service to the people here and i remember just thinking like dang like what what has she overcome to become like this, this jam diamond. <laughs> and I'm just like thinking like, oh my gosh, like it must, this must've been a lot. And that's what I, I walked over to you and you introduced me to Kelly and like the rest is history. So, wow, that is incredible. Justin, and that's what I remembered. I mean, mm-hmm. of all, so I've been in the mastermind for 14 years. 14 years. Yeah, or 13, however long it is. That's amazing. Um, and- <laughs> And I'll tell you, the first one, I didn't feel like that. I didn't feel like I'm here to help people and be in service and give what uh, I have. The first one, I didn't feel like I belonged there. I, I felt like a fake and a phony. I didn't have any money. I just got in a car accident. I slept in my car because I couldn't what? afford the hotel that it was in. What? What? Um, yeah. So that's why I think the thing is you'll never go wrong in investing in yourself ever. Oh, um, that's the cool. Right? And so... Um, I did. I showed up, even though I didn't feel like I belonged. 
I didn't feel like I had anything to give and I didn't have any money, <laughs> right? Wow. But then going through a growing, growing and everything, and then to that point where you were, I was like, I, I want to help. I want to, you know, be there. But what I love about you is that you were, you were right on it. You're like, hey, can I talk to you? Can I ask you questions? <laughs> like, I've never had anyone that when I've said I'm here to be of service and to help and what, you know, what questions you, I've never had anyone like come up to me and ask. <laughs> I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. And it, it, everything you just said, I was kind of feeling the first time I was there. I literally walked into the wrong room uh, to Todd's, I think it was P10 group. I walked into the wrong room. That's how I met him. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm in the wrong room. He's like, welcome young man. Thanks for coming from Hawaii and all that. I was like, wow. And everything you were saying, I don't belong here. I don't feel like I'm worthy enough. I'm surrounded by all these great other trainers. And you know, I just said, what the heck? I have nothing to lose. I'm gonna be open book. And I, I think it was because something, maybe it was Todd or one of the other speakers had said earlier about like, just, just be vulnerable. Just admit what you don't know and learn from it. And so I remember like going right to you, like, listen, what is this like? What is this whole podcast thing? <laughs> and then I remember asking, how can I support the Dear Her project and this? And and so yeah, I read the book and you know, learned. I was just like, wow, these are some great nuggets in there. And every single time, the thing about you, Leslie, even the last or even the last retreat too, but the fall retreat, I specifically remember being in Colorado. And you remember like right after we ate lunch, we're just sitting after lunch and we're just chatting. And like, I don't even know how long that was, but that was a real deep talk about like, you know, these are the things and this is that, and this is what you're going to probably go, go through. And I remember I was going through insecurities at that time and just always kind of overcoming something, my own depression. And you really, really made a difference in that. It, I mean, everyone's great, but like there are a few people who, really made a difference in my life and i'm so thankful for that leslie so you know i want to just kind of go into the book too because the book is so powerful when i was reading through all the different stories lessons and metaphors not only in fitness but also mindset which i think is so important and the, the one story i particularly remember is the bamboo story that you shared and that I really like that. That stuck with me. And I was just wondering, could you share how that story relates to athletes, coaches, or just life overall? Oh, yeah, for sure. So I, I love what you talked about in our, in our meeting about insecurities and all that. And I just want people to know that um, that's common. <laughs> we have it. <laughs> and, you know, um, and whenever we're going to try something new or do something new, we're going to struggle. It's just human nature, just like a baby. Like they didn't all of a sudden come out and then they were like walking, mm. you know, they, they were crawling barely, you know, first they were just doing nothing. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Yeah. And then and then sitting and then like falling over. Right. And then, yeah. and then rocking back and forth and then they crawl and then, you know, and so there's some struggle there at the beginning of everything. And we understand that like when it comes to babies or when it comes to kids or like learning a new thing, but we forget that with ourselves. So mm -hmm. just understand that there's going to be some struggle. And as you go through it and you continue to go through it, then you, that will become your strength. And that's our main thing of the book is that your struggle will become your strength. And that goes into the butterfly story 
um, right? That's mm -hmm. before the bamboo story. So the mm -hmm. butterfly story is a caterpillar and then it's a cocoon. And then within the cocoon, it's struggling. And that's where it develops its wings so that it can yes. fly. So that's oh. also for coaches and for parents because oh. we don't want our kids to struggle. We don't want mm -hmm. our athletes to struggle. We just want them to get it and everything's ah, happy, you know? But if mm -hmm. they don't struggle, they're not going to get their own strength so that they can fly. So, wow. so that's on that end. But the bamboo story, I love this one because it's basically saying, like, if you have a seed and it's planted, mm -hmm. right? So you have this idea, you have this thought, you have this goal, you have this dream, and you're working on it and you're plowing the land, you're watering it, sun, and nothing happens in the first year. You're like, I'm going to school, mm -hmm. I'm working hard, I'm practicing my skills. And I ain't seen the coach isn't noticing. I'm not getting playing time. Like, what's happening, right? I'm not getting yeah. more money. I'm not getting more recognition. Mm -hmm. Second year comes and nothing happens, but you keep working on it, right? Mm. Third year, fourth year, then boom, fifth year, nothing. And then all of a sudden in the fifth year, five, the bamboo sprouts up, right? It sprouts up big mm. and strong. And what was happening in those five years that you weren't seeing the growth on the outside world was that you were developing your roots. So you were developing the strength and the foundation to handle the storms that are gonna come, the, mm -hmm. the rain, the sun, the wind, like people trying to climb on you, right? Whatever oh, that is. Goodness. You'll be able to handle it because you have a strong foundation. So, okay, so to understand that um, it's going to take time and, and success mm -hmm. is not just gonna happen overnight. And so as you are working towards your goals and towards your dreams, visualize it, like see that big bamboo, see that big tree, see that big whatever, have gratitude for it happening, knowing it's going to, mm -hmm. but take action, positive action. And you know what? That bamboo or that might tree or that goal might mm -hmm. not look or come out exactly how you wanted it to, but you'll mm -hmm. still be better and stronger for it because of the work that you put in. Holy moly. Vision, gratitude, and take action. And yeah. it might not look like how you in initially intended. And how do you how do you how do you keep people going? Especially like athletes and I know you were saying there's a misconception <laughs> that athletes like to work out. And how do you how, how do you help the athletes that they want to be champions or great at their sport or, or in life. And how do, you, how do you prop them up and get their mindset okay with the hard times and the hard workouts? How do you do that? Because that's so important. Yeah, so you have to, hold on, my puppy's playing with her bone. Puppet. Hey, uh, yeah, two <laughs> points for puppy. <laughs> so, um, Number one is you got to get them to believe in themselves mm. because um, we, as humans, we work for survival first and performance second. And so if mm. we're in fear, we're in threat, um, we're gonna, we're not gonna go all out. We're gonna, you know, hold ourselves back. And fear shows up in different ways. Fear shows up like procrastination. It mm. shows up in um, not going a hundred percent, not going all out. Because most people have a fear of not being good enough and the fear of not being loved. So if fear they're not being loved. Yeah. So if they give it their all and then they fail per se, huh. then there's the proof that, oh, I'm not good enough. 
I suck. No one's going to love me. Right. So it's kind of a protective mechanism to like not go all out and not give everything because, because then it won't hurt as much. Right. So understanding that is you have to let them know that be confident that they Uh can do it. And no matter what, they're, they're still going to be loved. They're still going to be good enough. They're still going to be respect. Doesn't mean if they fail or not, but let's try it. Let's push it. Let's go for Uh it. Let's see what you can do. And then you have to um, connect what they want with their behaviors, right? So one of the things I talk about with my athletes that I got from Urban Meyer from his book um, Mm -hmm. was that you need to upgrade your habits to meet your goals Mm -hmm. or you need to downgrade your goals to meet your habits, right? I had a student athlete who did, because we're at the community college and so it's not as strict as like a division one they're not on scholarship so you don't right. you don't have as much pool per se mm-hmm. on with their behavior and so he didn't show up for workouts and i was like oh. hey where were you you know and he was like i'm not gonna lie coach i i slept in and i was like, all right that's fine but your goal division football but your habits are you know still at the jc like to maybe D2, NAIA, or you're not going to play football after this level. So you have to look at, are you going to upgrade your habits? That means be consistent, be early, work hard, because they're doing that at the D1 level. They're doing it every day. Are you going to get there? Or do you need to lower that goal where maybe you don't want to go D1? Maybe you're good just being here or playing (laughs) or playing with your friends on the beach. Like you have to be real with it. What do you want? You know? Oh. So having those conversations with them. Wow. Those are some tough talks and some real talk. <laughs> and I, you know, one of the things that, that kind of goes right into it is when you're talking to me, how motivation is good, but it's also about self-discipline and like, what are some like of the self-discipline, I guess, tactics or habits that you see in champion athletes or athletes who are on track to become high level yeah <laughs> yeah no i on this on my own thing like discipline over motivation all the time because mm. you're not going to feel like it 100 percent. i have trained athletes for 20 years and i mean thousands of athletes and i would say maybe five five to ten that i know that are like boom boom super disciplined on themselves like without needing a coach or needing someone to, to help guide them along those mm. ways. So for us, and I'm the same way, like I love working out. I just don't like getting started. On working out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like, Confessions of coaches. That's the truth. Yeah. yeah. But once you come in, I have someone pushing me, like, I'm like, mm-hmm. let's go. You know? Yes. So, so you have to set up your, yourself for, for discipline. You have to set up your structure, like train your feet, basically. Train your feet to go to the gym, even when you don't feel like it. Um, mm. train, train your body, like have some habits or some um, rituals that mm-hmm. get you like ready, right? So maybe you listen to music before, or maybe you put your shoes by the door, or mm-hmm. you have to put it on your alarm clock, or you have to set it up because and try and do it earlier, like working towards whatever your goals are, mm-hmm. because um, we have a limited amount of willpower, right? Mm. And as the day goes by, we're using more self, there's a book called Willpower, it's pretty good, 
we, we use more self-control throughout the day. So that means at the end of the day, mm. we have less self-control to go and go after what we want to go or unless you have trained yourself to do that. If, if you have a 6 p.m. class and you've trained yourself to show up, um, you're more likely to show up because you don't want to disappoint your friends or your um, coaches or you're paying mm. for it, whatever, right? Yeah. So set up. Uh, for for um no matter how you're feeling you're mm -hmm. going to show up right so wow. write it down put it on the put it somewhere where you see it like your vision your dream vision board um mm -hmm. your goal like write it down i have on my phone i put my big five goals for the year i made it on canvas and i put mm -hmm. it on my phone so every time because i'm too addicted to my phone i need to that's something i need to work on but Every time I look at my phone, I see my five goals. So it reminds me of my intention and what I'm working on this year, this year. You know, so have it somewhere where you wow. can see and remind yourself. See, that's so important about the vision board, having all these things. Like, what are some of your personal habits that set you up to keep this consistency for you? I have coaches. <laughs> <laughs> I have coaches that hold me accountable because I'll <laughs> do it later. Like, you know, I have, I have teammates like mm -hmm. in the mastermind group and that every, you know, Friday they keep me accountable. Like I've been paying for this nutrition course that I wanted to take for like two oh, years. What course and is I haven't that? even signed on to it. So I, I told them, I need you guys to hold me accountable. Right. So now they're like <laughs> holding me accountable and I'm doing it. And now I'm trying to bust it out. Um, because I have people that are holding me accountable. So I have, I have a coach. Accountability. Have, uh -huh, accountability is huge. Um, and then I try to set it up in my day. So I look at like, what are mm. my five goals or who, not necessarily also what I want to do, but who I want to be. Right. Cause I have wow. like so many five goals, like three of them are what I want to do, but two of them are who I want to be. Like I want to be more spiritual and, and more positive and connected. And I want to be a, a better mom and and um, wife, right? Wow. So that's who I'm being. Although you can put discipline and put habits into that to be that, but it's more also of an, an intention, right? So so I um so then I'm reading books uh -huh. on it, or um, I'm list I listen to podcasts all the time, mm -hmm. or I listen to positive things. Like energy is everything. Yes. Um, so I try to make sure that I'm in the best energy state so that I can achieve my goals and dreams. And that means fueling my body with healthy foods, mm -hmm. fueling my mind with happy, positive thoughts, Ooh. and then fueling my spirit with positive people, you know, and teammates. Holy cow. So it's really, is a kind of like a mind, body, heart kind of whole package we're talking about. That's the first time, like... You rarely hear that, what you were just talking about, who to be goals. And is that something you started doing recently, having the who to be, who to be goals? Uh, I was another mentor on that a while back, I would say oh. 12 years ago. And, 12 years ago, yeah, wow. Yeah, because one time I was doing my goals. And then, <laughs> this is before I was married. This is, you know, I was single and just like, mm -hmm. She's like, these are great goals, um, but they're all business goals. They're, you know, she's like, what about your life? Like, you're oh, not wow. just building a career, you're building a life. 
That's what she told me. And I remember that stuck, stuck with me. Um, it's like, she's like, who do you want to be? You know, who, who, who do you want to surround yourself with? How do you want to live? You know, mm -hmm. do you want to be married? Do you want to have kids? Like, do you want, what does your life look like? Not just what you want to do career-wise. Oh. That was the first time I was like, oh. <laughs> I, I, and I always thought, like, <laughs> I, had have, I had to have my career and I had to have everything set and I had to be financially free before I could be happy or before mm. I could have, before I could have a family. Like, I didn't know that I could actually start working on being happy and being free now, oh and that would help with my career later, you know? See, that is so profound, like, because you're right. It's a lot of people might think, and even myself included at times of like, thinking that we got to do something before we can be happy. And just, just that. I mean, there's so much nuggets, Leslie. This is crazy. <laughs> oh my gosh, goals and visions. And so I, I was also curious too, Leslie, what about like, you always talk about um, focusing on the process and being present and getting the reps in. How important is that like getting the reps in of whatever it is in life? Where I know you're talking to me at one point of a personal life about how you're always showing up in your relationships and your family. What, how important is that, that consistency on like doing the reps? Oh, respect the reps. <laughs> respect the reps. That, that's everything. Um, and it's something I'm constantly working on in every area of my life. Because <laughs> um, it's about, you know, time. And so how I look at it is, I'll give you this example. So I remember in college, Mm -hmm. um, I played tennis in college, and that's when we first got into strength and conditioning. Mm -hmm. And I remember that there was the incline bench, right? And uh -huh. I sucked at it. I was so <laughs> I couldn't even do the bar. And so I was so embarrassed, and I didn't want to ask for a spotter. So I would just skip it. I was like, if I, if I just skip it, but I did it. Like I won't, it won't show that I suck, right? But that didn't make me any better at all. <laughs> Right? And oh. so, and I, that shows up in life when something's hard or I'm not great at it, or it might be a little difficult, or I might look like a fool. I, I might, you know, fail. I mean, I'm like, you know what? I just won't do that. And no one will know that I suck at it. Right? So I have to understand, like, in order to improve in different areas of my life, I'm going to have to suck. <laughs> you know? you have to put in the work and put in the time and it's gonna feel uncomfortable and mm -hmm. it's gonna um, just bug me because I like I'm a perfectionist per se like I like to be good at stuff so I mm -hmm. tend to do what I'm good at right mm -hmm. instead of going okay what where can I struggle and then I have to understand like that it is a process and I just mm -hmm. keep showing up and I keep showing up and I keep showing up and I learn and I, and I suck and then I get better and I fail and then I struggle. But when you're struggling and you're present, you're actually more engaged mm. than if you were just like, oh, I got this and you just go through and whatever, right? Like they, mm -hmm. they, uh, the talent code or some certain mm -hmm. books where they study like, you know, the 10,000 oh, hour yeah. rule. 10,000 hour so rule. Like, there's different theories on it, but basically they found that deliberate practice is what makes you great. And what deliberate practice mm -hmm. is, 
when you're present and engaged and you're struggling and you're figuring it out and you're so like say they you know like the violinist or whatever and she's like <laughs> like she's like trying to figure it out and she's like what are the intricacies how do i do this right when you watch kids and they're figuring out how to ride a bike or how to climb or how to balance it's not perfect but they're like uh, and they're like but they're present you know we can learn so much from kids they're present and they're engaged and they're involved in it and they're figuring it out. So wow. with us, so true. Same thing. like how can I be deliberate in practicing this thing and, and, and I, it's going to be uncomfortable and, and I'm not going to feel great about myself, <laughs> but <laughs> doing it and practicing it, you know? Holy moly. And speaking of practicing and doing, what was like the latest thing or project that you started that where you felt that like, you're like, Oh man, this is all brand new to me. And I'm going to learn as I go deliberate practice, get the reps in. <laughs> oh, it's my, it's my current podcast. <laughs> hey. Yeah. You know, <laughs> so my podcast is called the developing athlete. And mm -hmm. on Thursdays I interview people and I, mm. I feel pretty pumped comfortable with that like mm -hmm. i'm still like when i listen i'm like oh i said um too much or <laughs> or i said like or i say right you know like, I like these little <laughs> things. but on mondays i do a short i do a short mini piece like on mindset or positive or like little things from the dear her book okay. so in the back of the dear it's letter you know we have thoughts to remember and so i'm just talking for like five to 10 minutes about my thoughts on that. And that's really uncomfortable for me. Because <laughs> I'm used to like, give me a team, give me students, give me like, give me people and I can talk to you. I can do that. But like me with just the mic, just sharing my thoughts is it's just uncomfortable for me. And I can't tell you how many times I record and I'm like, ah, I don't like that, stop, stop. <laughs> there we go, stop. And then I'll uh... do one. And I'll be like, it'll be like five to six minutes, and I'm like, I don't like that. I'm like, no, <laughs> you're like, no, just, just, just send it and just shut up, just do it, you know? Because you're teaching it all the time, so I'm still in the uncomfortable stage for my podcast. But there's only one way to get better is to keep going through it. Oh my goodness, that is that is so incredible because I feel like that with this sometimes. I'm just like, did I really just ask that, or did I really just say that same thing? And I'm like, just keep it in there. Yep. So, and it's, wow. it's, it's, the, the podcast is really cool. Is your podcast that you're starting? It's going to be um, a journey, but it's also going to be a window of your growth. So if you mm -hmm. watch or listen to your first podcast, mm -hmm. and then listen to your tenth or whatever, and then fiftieth, and then a hundred, mm -hmm. you'll be like, wow, look at how I've grown. Right. So same thing, like if you're watching kids and you're watching a video when they're younger and then 10 years and then you're like, wow, look how they've grown. And sometimes you don't notice it because um, it, it could, you know, be so fast and so small. But when you look back, you mm -hmm. see it. You know, we see it with kids and puppies like this. this we have a brand new puppy, she's four months. But she's huge compared to what she was a month ago. My son's friends came to visit us. They're uh -huh. in puberty, you know, so they're right. 14. Mm -hmm. we haven't seen them since the beginning of covid so for three months they come in their voices are changed they're like two <laughs> inches taller <laughs> who are you yeah exactly who are you everything is changing but that's what happens life is about growth and change and progress 
Oh my goodness, Leslie, this is such an enlightening podcast. I'm like learning so much and just, just, wow, I'm thankful for this moment. And, you know, one of the other things that I actually got a question from this is what are some of the common like mistakes? I know we're changing gears now, but what are some of the common mistakes that you see in athletes that maybe inhibit them from reaching their goal? Um, caring too much about what other people think. Oh, think a huge thing. you know, like, uh, I've noticed that there's not as many leaders per se, um, mm. in youth that are willing to speak up and call their friends out and do mm. what's uncomfortable. Right. So if your friend's not going hard, most people, you, you like, you don't, you just kind of see it and they're mm-hmm. like, ah. instead of going like, dude, come on, like push yourself, let's go. Like they don't want to like, you know, put the, put, be uncomfortable, right? Or, or then you have athletes that go hard and they work hard, but then the other people are like, stop, you're making us look bad. Like, why are you going so hard? <laughs> so like, instead of going, I'm gonna go for it and I'm gonna bring you with me and we're gonna be mm-hmm. excellent. And we're gonna do this together. And you might be mad at me because I'm pushing you, but you're gonna love me in the end. I don't mm. see that as much. So I would just say, you know, don't work. Don't have to worry about people liking you. More mm. worry about them respecting you more, more so. Like respect your work ethic, respect that you stand up for what's right, respect that you always show up and you're pushing themselves even when you don't feel like it. You know, respect that you're coachable. Um, some people are like, oh, you're a coach's pet, or you do. No, they're like, they're just working their butt off. <laughs> it's working hard, getting it in. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I like that. Like, don't worry about being liked. Worry about, or think about more the respect and the work ethic, yeah. the person. Respect. Wow. And another thing to say is um, doing things without having to be told. You know, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. like they'll say, you know, there's that quote of, when no one's looking, what are you doing? Or like, forget the quote. But basically, it's like, when you see, I've sometimes I've been training and then I'll go walk through the gym and I'll see an athlete just by themselves just shooting some baskets. I'm like, oh, I'll go film it. I'm like, that's so cool. Like, <laughs> they're in there and they don't have to be. And they're doing those extra things. Or they're going to bed early, you know, because they want to. bed early. Yeah, so like I tell all athletes, they mm-hmm. should be in bed by like 10.30 because that's when mm-hmm. their human growth hormone, their testosterone, their body starts to recover. And if they're going to bed past that, it's interfering with that. And that's mm-hmm. hard for a lot of teenagers and youth. Um, but I'm like, well, how great do you want to be? You know? Oh, that's the question. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that is, is huge. Um, showing up early, being ready, being prepared, cleaning up after themselves, saying mm-hmm. thank you to their coach mm-hmm. and to their teammates, even when they don't feel like it. You know, those little things of doing stuff without having to be told that shows your character, who you are. I think that's important. Mm. You know, and that kind of reminds me of what you were telling me one of the retreats about how it costs nothing or no special talent to be kind, to be respectful, and to just care about other people. And I remember you telling me that, and it kind of just goes in hand with with, with what you just said. It doesn't cost anything to show up early, say thank you, show appreciation, do more, stay late, do all these things. And I'm curious, how do you help the athletes who are not so much of a rock star, how do you help develop them, uh, moving them up? 
is it certain conversations you have with them or like what are some of the things that you do because I'm, I'm really curious myself well when i'm training a, a team mm -hmm. i try not to make anyone feel like they're the rock star and they're the bench star or whatever right like everyone's important every single person's important and 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 that's how it totally is everywhere like i don't care if you're getting the most points your team is only as good as that last person on the roster that's pushing you in practice because you guys are competing against each other right yes. so better bring that last person up the better your competition is going to be every day at practice which means that the better you're going to be prepared for your game so um I, one is I, I just try to treat everyone like like they're a rock star treat mm. everyone like they're a rock star because um they're just as responsible if i don't care if you didn't play one minute you're just as responsible for the success of the team as that person that played the whole game because your energy your your commitment you're showing up um, when you're working out when you're pushing each other that's important to the team that's important mm. to the group sacrifice so everybody counts and so just try and treat everybody like a rock star and you never know you can have that rock star that got hurt and then so all of a sudden that last person on the bench is all of a sudden starting right because of whatever oh my happened gosh i had a team that that, that actually happened to just a random random turn of events like one student mm -hmm. had a student like spraying the, the thing and um you know all these different different issues so where we had people that usually wouldn't start or gonna play we're starting and competing the whole thing okay that's fine sorry my daughter came in no i um, love i love that you know one thing leslie i love that you're all about family too but yeah go ahead go ahead <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, so everyone, yeah i'm all about family <laughs> oh and so, there's uh, a dog <laughs> yeah, okay, what's the dog's name this is Gigi. 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 <laughs> Gigi Bryant. Hey. Yeah. So, so yeah, just you know, treating everyone like a rock star and lifting them up, um, and because it's important. Because when you're you're not getting any recognition, um, and you're you know you're not playing, it that's hard. That's hard to be just practicing and going all out, and then every day you're sitting on the bench and. That takes more strength and resilience than um, being the starter or the superstar, you know, and mm -hmm. understanding your role as someone that's going to help them get better. So they need just as much lifting up, um, if not more, to, to thank them also for, for what they're doing and their sacrifice for the team. Oh, my God. So it seems like, like you just tie everything up with leading from the front where you're instilling all these values, you're you know sharing the importance of the team's responsibility as a whole and like leslie i'm curious like this we're reaching our some of our last questions but i mean this is amazing if with everything you know now what would you tell or what advice would you give to your 18 year old self <laughs> oh. no. what were you doing at 18 first off <laughs> i was being stupid <laughs> <laughs> thinking I know it all and, uh, <laughs> and, you know um, yeah I mean there's a lot I I wrote I wrote we wrote dear her which was our letters to our younger selves you mm -hmm. know and it was all in all aspects of it um, 
And then I wrote, I was a commencement speaker at a high school and I wrote that letter, I wrote, dear graduate. And then oh. I was telling them, you know, what I, what I would say. And there's, and there's so much, but I'll, I'll just say it like this, I'll do it like the commencement speech. So I, mm -hmm. I did it as legacy, like remember legacy. Yes. So number one L is love the lessons. You know, you're going to learn a lot. You're going to make a lot of mistakes. You're going to get your heart broken a lot. <laughs> you're going to cry. You're going to fail. You're going to, you know, um, but love the lessons because everything's teaching you something and life's not happening to you. It's happening for you. Mm. And it's actually causing you to rise up and to become the person that you need to be. So that was Al for love the lessons. E is you are enough. You know, mm. you are enough. You might need to grow, you might need to learn, you might need to develop skills, but you can do anything if you're willing to put in the work for it and to learn. So you are enough, so don't worry about that you're not and just go for you know your dreams and show up even when you're afraid. G is gratitude. You know, Be grateful for it all. Uh, be grateful before it even shows up. And the thing about gratitude is you gotta be grateful for the stuff that didn't work out as well. You gotta mm -hmm. be grateful for hard times as well because all of that has made you who you are all of it has made you who you are and prepared you for what's to come and then the a is um pay attention to your thoughts <laughs> oh. a long time to um, learn the power of my thinking and mm. your your thoughts can be your best friend or your biggest enemy and so you got to be able to control it and speak louder to, if you're if your thoughts are like oh i can't do it i can't do it Make your voice louder than your thoughts. So you're, if you're like, oh, I can't, I suck, or whatever, no, you can't. We got this. Let's go. Right? So make that louder. Um, and then uh, C was contr control your choices. So pay attention to you. You can choose any decision you want in life, but just know that there's going to be consequences, positive or negative. At 18 through 28, I probably made a lot of bad choices. <laughs> I didn't probably, I did make a lot of that. <laughs> right? Uh, but, but the thing is, is you can always choose again. You can always choose again. But I would try to think about your choice before you make it, because I know there's some of them that I just was, I got it. I didn't think about, like, where was that going to take me? I didn't think that decision through, right? I didn't play it out. I just was like, this is what I want, and I want it now. And then I'd, you know, be heartbroken or, or be full, failed or just be a, mess why <laughs> um, is that you you are unique there's no single person like you no one has your same experiences thoughts beliefs attitudes personality gifts talents that you do so don't compare yourself to anybody else just show up and be you and be proud and, and go for it dang that could be the mic drop right there oh my gosh leslie Wow, one of the last questions. Uh, we're almost what? Like this is this is oh, this has been such a fun interview, Leslie. This is unbelievable. And like you're so excited and passionate about a lot of things in your life. But what is the one thing that you're most excited about right now at this time? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot um, you're excited about. <laughs> yeah. I just think you know. I love seeing other people's journeys and I'm excited mm -hmm. about being a part of it. So I'm excited that 
you know, my husband and my, right now my husband and son and kids, they're camping. Mm -hmm. um, so they're doing adventures. So I'm, ex I'm excited that they're taking adventures and exploring life and, you know, trying new things. And my, da my daughter yeah. just shaved her eyebrow, you know. She's going to be triple what I was and I got to be prepared. But, you know, I'm excited <laughs> for, for their growth. Um, mm -hmm. I'm excited for for all my athletes being to figure out how we can get back to sports and, and life mm -hmm. and you know, stuff like that. It's a challenge right now. It's a challenge right now to figure out, you know, things, but I'm also excited that, that this is an opportunity to learn and, and to grow. Um, and then for myself, I'm just excited about um, still growing, still learning, still figuring out how I can contribute. Um, I, 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 am, I like to work a lot and do a lot of things. So I, <laughs> I'm excited about figuring out when I can relax a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> there we go, yes. Oh, you know, uh, and going on that, like, there's just so much things on this and I, I'm sure a lot of people want to check you out and where can people find out more about you Leslie I, I I'll put the link for your for the dear the dear her book out but also where can they find you yeah so um like you said the dear her book is a compilation of all those letters I have the mm -hmm. developing athlete podcast mm -hmm. where you know I people and then share my thoughts on Monday that I'm working on <laughs> and on Instagram I'm Leslie T underscore coach C Leslie mm. T underscore coach C and then on Facebook I'm Leslie Cordova Trujillo so those are the ways my website is LeslieCTrujillo.com um, so people can reach out to me have any questions or concerns I would love, love to help it. Oh my God. We'll put all that in the description, Leslie. And one of the last questions, what does, we always ask this question because our book is called fighting sickness with fitness. And we asked Todd this too. And I'm curious, what does fighting sickness with fitness mean to you when you hear that? Oh, I think that's extremely powerful. Um, so fighting sickness with fitness to me, sickness can be just, um, lack of energy it could force many ways it could be sickness mentally emotionally or spiritually just that heavy you know dark just not living thriving basically that's what sickness means to me and whether it is actual something that we have to physically fight because it's real or because it's man-made and it's our own thoughts and um things that we're bringing on ourselves because i know there's a lot of times where i felt like i was sick and um, but I wasn't physically sick. It was more emotionally and spiritually sick. And it was mm. more my own behaviors and thoughts doing that, right? So fighting sickness with fitness, to me, fitness is everything. It's body, mind, and spirit and, and feeling well. And, and as you show up and you thrive and you, you, know, you work out physically, mentally, emotionally, you are lifting your cells to a higher level you are you know bringing them to mm. who you need to be and so when you're driving and you're a higher energy and a higher vibration and you have more energy you're going to fight off whatever the not feeling well in different areas are so i i think fitness is powerful because of like i said this to me to me, the darkness is part of us. Light and dark is part of us, right? And, and that sickness a lot of times feels dark and feels heavy and however it's showing up. 
and like you can have physical stuff like real stuff like cancers diabetes like but it's physically proven that fitness and lifting those cells up and moving goes to war on those things but i think even more so it goes to war on them and it fights them and it lifts them up so it doesn't get rid of the dark but it shines the light so mm. that it's not taking over your life anymore and it's there you know we there's going to be dark in my days but the, the fitness just shines the light so bright that it's not going to overpower you oh my goodness Leslie. wow i that's what an amazing answer and that just goes to show all of your experience and just everything you've overcame yourself too and leslie i i gotta ask this too because i i need to like give back to you like how can i give back to you and be of service to you leslie because you've done so much <laughs> not only for me but because of that is through me and for other people too and how can i give back to you leslie because I, I just i just got to give back to you <laughs> you're doing it you're fighting sickness with fitness you're having a podcast you're sharing yourself i think the best gift that we can give to others is by being our best selves and that's what you're doing you're on this journey of, of growth within yourself and say how can i be my best self so i can help others be their best self and that's the only gift that i need is for you to continue to shine bright and continue to be that light for your community and and that light for yourself so that we can continue on this together oh my goodness and i can't wait till i can see you again at the next retreat leslie um you know any last words for our audience before we before we end this show um yeah i would just say you know whatever you're going through someone has probably gone through it as well so mm -hmm. find if you're struggling find someone that has gone through that and reach out. There's nothing wrong with reaching out for help. If you are thriving, keep mm. thriving. Mm. The people that are doing it the same, you know, but we, we are a community. You guys are Hawaii, like amazing community, support one another. You know, this is a hard time right now with everything that's going on with our nation. But I think that we need to continue to lead with light and to lead with love and not become something that we hate. Um, but, but become what we, what we want for our community and for our family and for our kids. And what would you want for that? Be that, you know, not just what we, would you do, but who would you be and just be the light. Holy moly, Leslie, that is a wrap. Leslie, thank you so much for sharing your knowledge and all your experiences with us. And until next time, Leslie. <laughs> Let's all stay healthy and keep on fighting sickness with fitness. Boom. Boom. <laughs> That's a wrap.